Welcome to the Daddy Sharps podcast, everybody. You are listening to episode number 72, and my name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the games your square hole buddies are too scared to break down. Be sure and check us out on social media at Daddy Sharps and at Daddy Sharps Podcast. We're also on YouTube, and we've got a ton of stuff on our website that is daddysharps.com. We always begin the podcast recapping our best bets from last week. And it was a hell of a rebound week, sir, for the Daddy Sharps. 5-2-1 and one on best bets, 7-3 and three on featured bets, 12-5-1 and one on all publicly shared bets. A very good weekend for the Daddy Sharps in the playoffs. Absolutely. And we did well on our own as well. Some of the bets that we don't share, a lot of props. But the cool yeah. thing is we've got a lot of props in this podcast yes i made a personally huge rebound from last week i was over last week so despite yes. losing multiple units on the bucks game i won't get into that i think you might the data on that game i, I i'm telling you it was spot on on that bucks game uh and, yep. and i'll let you talk about it for my best bets though texas at the ravens under 44 points is what i said in a bad weather game that was a push i'll take it i'll take the push um, I should have taken a hook either way, um, and I would have bet accordingly either way because I think 44 was the right number. Bucks at the Lions. I said take the over 48 and a half. Easy. The total was 54, so that was a winner. Packers at the 49ers. One heck of a game. This was your moneymaker. First quarter, quarter spread. That's what I said. You're getting three on the road with the Packers. Take the Packers plus three for the first quarter. More than a 50% chance they would receive the opening kickoff because they always choose to receive when they win, and the 49ers, when they win, always defer the coin toss. Two slow-paced teams, so slow tempo, slow pace. That means they're going to waste the clock. That's exactly what they did. Perfect scenario for the Packers to cover. Their first drive was 14 plays, 58 yards, and that chewed up 7 minutes and 38 seconds of the first quarter. I was hoping for a touchdown. Didn't need it. We got the field goal, and that's all we needed. Packers plus three in the first quarter was a winner. And finally, I had the easy teaser. Chiefs up to eight and a half on the road in Buffalo. Lions down to a pick em at home against the Bucks. Obviously, both teams won outright. That was another winner, John. Yes. All right, that Houston-Baltimore game. My best bet there. Hey, I thought the magical run was going to end. I thought C.J. Stroud would throw one pick against that Baltimore defense. He did not, so I guess we are seeing the second coming of Dan Marino here. Green Bay at San Francisco. I said take Green Bay plus nine and a half, one of my strongest data plays from last week in the Packers cover. They almost won that game outright. Tampa Bay at Detroit minus six and a half. We liked Tampa Bay plus six and a half here, and wow, we took a loss. I knew it in the first half, too. I called you when the field goal at the end of the half was doinked. And then, to add insult to injury, the missed two-point conversion at the end of the game there, brutal. And then, we're not even mentioning the Baker Mayfield. I'm going to drive down the field and, and cover, and then he throws a pick in his first pass. But, 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 <laughs> can I, but can I interject as well here? Because I think we've all seen the tape and the replay. Uh, at the very end of the game, it was third oh, down. And, right, and, and Goff kneels the ball. They snap the ball early. He kneels it down. Tampa Bay has one timeout left. Yes. They could have forced them to try a 41 or 40-something yard field goal yep. or punt it. They would have gotten it back. And in the press conference, I think it was either today or yesterday, a uh, coach for Tampa said, well, we, we estimated we would have 10 or 11 or 12 seconds left when we got the ball back. And if we were down 11, there's no way. 
so we didn't even try. Oh my yeah. god, you got you got to try. And then and then he went on and said it's a gentleman's agreement. You just don't do that. Yeah. Like no, what, that's what not, are you that's talking about? <laughs> what are you I, talking I about? Gentleman's g- agreement. I want a guy who fights yeah. until the end. Oh. I'll tell you one thing. I was thinking about him watching his press conference and everything. If that were Dan Campbell, he would have taken the timeout. And Dan yeah. Campbell in his press conference said he messed that up at the end of the game. He knew what he, he did. And if you were the other, co- other coach, you would have understood. Yeah, the, you, you yeah. do everything to give your, your side a yes. chance. Yes, for sure. Sorry for the interruption. Yes. And then Kansas City at Buffalo. Uh, we liked Kansas City plus two and a half. Mahomes eight, one and one against the spread as the underdog. Make that nine, one, one now. Don't give this man any points. More on that later. But first, we got to get to these conference championship games. We're breaking down each game. And Luke, let's get to the games and talk about the spreads a little bit here first. Yeah, we will. All right, here we go. The first game up for the in the weekend, the AFC championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the road at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens laying three and a half at home. The over-under is 44 and a half. Last time I checked, John. Yes. And in the NFC Championship game, we got the Detroit Lions at San Francisco. 49ers are minus seven right now, the over-under 51. So we've had a lot of back-and-forth discussions on the spreads this week, as I'm sure you have as well and all your buddies. We kind of lean the 49ers if we can get under the seven. Maybe even the seven depends. A lot of stuff has to happen. You know, I started saying earlier this week to you, I'm leaning toward the Ravens. If you can get a three, uh, if it's not a three, uh, you know, I'm not going to do it. But I am wholly on the Chiefs right now at a three and a half. You cannot pass that up. But I would risk that push at the three, certainly, if it ever moves there, John. Yes. In Super Bowl futures, May, another way to go, maybe another way to go this week. So you're going to have to have a potential head situation as you head into this big game. All that said, let's get to our best bets this week, my man. Let's do it. Start us off. Start us off. Let's go. You kind of mentioned it already. We've got this Kansas City Baltimore game. Kansas City at Baltimore. Baltimore minus three and a half. 44 and a half is the total. I got two bets here. I got two best bets. Best bet number one, I like the under 44 and a half. Best bet number two, Gus Edwards over 10 and a half rushing attempts. The key number here is 44 on this total. We want this under at 44 and a half or higher. If you see 44, don't buy it. In my data on unders this year, this game rating is hitting at 76% to the under. And it's the second biggest sample size I have on the season. I am very confident in this under. As far as the unders go, we have a Chiefs team that is 4-1 to the under in the last five games. Baltimore, 2-2-1 on totals in the last five to the under. Injuries were huge stories on the AFC side of the playoffs this year. Kansas City beat up a Miami team that was missing several defensive starters, then marched into Buffalo and beat a team that was down several starting linebackers and members of the secondary. Baltimore played a banged-up Houston team in their first win this postseason. Kansas City, they're a little banged up now, so now they're not the healthy team going into this one. And Buffalo is pretty much healthy as healthy can be. Kansas City, these guys play the pass a little better while the Ravens stuff the run very well. Weather looks like rain in the game, but wind and temperature shouldn't be a factor. 
this looks like a slugfest to me. Every time I look at it, I expect Harbaugh to come out limiting Mahomes' time and drives, eating up as much clock as possible to keep the already Hall of Famer off the field. Clock-eating drives are great friends for the under. And that leads me to my next game here. My next best bet. That is also why I like Gus Edwards' over 10.5 rushing attempts. Four of his last five games have been over that number. The only one he missed, he had nine carries. For me, this comes down to whether or not you think this is going to be a close game or not. The book is telling you this is going to be a close game with the line set at 3.5. In games that are decided by one score or less, Gus Edwards has hit 10 rushing attempts or more six out of seven games. So when these things are close, they are running it with Gus Edwards a bunch. This is the guy they trust with the rock in these tight situations. When they are trying to put an opponent away, they've shown it to us all year long. On the Chiefs side, they have seen a double-digit attempts out of the running back for the last five games. The only game they didn't see it was Miami in the wild card round, and that was the largest margin of victory for the Chiefs. I think Harbaugh knows that, and he's going to be feeding them a lot of Gus Edwards. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. Uh, I, I love that bet. Uh, we discussed this before the podcast. Uh, we both like that bet a whole bunch. Gus Edwards, expect to see or hear his name called a lot, I think. And that is a, that's a bet you're going to have to buy as soon as you hear this podcast. It was nine and a half yesterday. It already went up to ten and a half now. I don't like yep. it at 11. Yep, yep. See? See? Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> later on, though, if there's a if, there, if there's a clock, uh, you know, we need to need to waste some clock later on, too, because you're you're up or you're you know, you never know. You never know. Yes. Yeah. You never know. Yep. All right, my man, you inspired me to have two best bets in one. And uh, that's what I'm doing. So I've got two of them right here. Uh, yes. I hope, you, I hope you like these. I have not discussed these with you at all. I went yeah. out on my own here. Jared Goff over 0.5 interceptions and Jared Goff over rushing one and a half yards. Love it. Among the quarterbacks left in the playoffs, Goff has the second most interceptions with 12 on the season so far. He had the fifth most in the regular season. Tied, let me qualify that, though. Tied with a lot of other quarterbacks at 12. But let's be fair. His interception to pass attempts ratio is really, really good. One of the best in the league. I'm, I'm sure I didn't look that up, but I'm sure he is. He's got one interception per 50 attempts. That's really good. So you might be thinking maybe a bad bet here, not a not, not a best bet kind of material here. Uh, Goff threw five interceptions, though, against the Bears this year. Guess which team led the league in interceptions this year, John? Oh, the, could it be? The, the Bears. The Bears. The he Bears. Threw, he threw that in two games, of course. He threw one against the Ravens earlier in the year, and the Ravens are tied for third with most interceptions. He had two picks against Dallas. They are fourth on that list for most interceptions. And guess where the 49ers are on the list for most interceptions? Uh -oh. Tied. Tied with the Bears with 22 on the season. So, Goff threw more than 60% of his interceptions against teams leading in interceptions. And now he faces another great defense. Best bet number one here, Goff over interceptions. As for over one and a half rushing yards, you got to believe here. You got to believe. I feel like uh, I got to be like Matthew McConaughey. Uh, 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 <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, Goff does not run the ball. He doesn't run the ball. Never does. Uh, he also handles the blitz actually pretty well. He has a 94 passer rating with 13 touchdowns and 
six interceptions, by the way, when when blitzed, but not bad. 13 TDs and 94 uh, passer rating. However, it's not the blitz that really bothers Goff statistically. Goff is at his worst against four and five man rush defenses, just like the Niners produce every single down. Goff's P- QBR when under pressure is 8.8, one of the worst in the league. There is a 65.8 point QBR difference. Hell of a swing between how Goff performs without pressure and under pressure. The Niners don't have a lot of sacks this year. And, look, you know, the, the O-line for the for the Detroit Lions has been really, really good this year. But you got Nick Bosa, Chase Young on the edges. It's a conference championship. They're hungry. The Niners are tied for first with interceptions, as we mentioned, but they're also fourth in opponent passer rating. Goff has been protected by a great O-line, like I said, but we saw the news and we saw the plays. Starting left guard Jonah Jackson went down with a knee injury. That was a tough one. He's not coming back and playing in this game. And they also lost their number two tight end, Brock Wright. Broke his arm, like, late, like in the fourth quarter, I think. Uh, so what, you say? That guy's a blocking tight end. He's had just 14 targets all season. He's, he's a blocking tight end. They brought in uh, Ertz is the backup there. Is Ertz going to be in a blocking role? Yeah, you bet. He's a bigger body. And and they want Laporta catching, and they want Ertz blocking. Is he going to know the schemes? I don't think so. Give me Goff running for his life on at least maybe one or two plays, maybe three, Uh, like he's done all season. uh, And that's all you need because the over is one and a half yards. I love that bet. And I also love the over on interceptions. Did I sell you? Ah, you sold me. I sold me. I like it. I I think those are great bets. I mean, you got to believe, you got to believe that Bosa and everyone's going to, and team are going to get home. They've had, yes. you know, Detroit is very good on the on, on not letting letting edge rushers get home. But if they get pressure and he makes a stupid decision, look out. Yes, agreed. I'm gonna stay with you on this game. I got okay. two best bets, two nice. best bets in this Detroit San Francisco game. You go Johnny J. And guess what? They're not the total, and they're not the spread. We're going with two props here. I like Ayuk over 79 and a half yards and a bet that me and you, I think we've disagreed on all week. I like Gibbs under 46 and a half yards rushing. The Lions weakness is the defense, specifically the pass defense. They are top three in yards allowed to wide receivers and seventh in catches allowed to wide receivers. In steps Ayuk. Debo Samuel, this guy at last check, 50-50 to play in this game, probably not going to be at 100% meaning this passing game should funnel through Ayuk. Ayuk had the strongest of postseasons yet. He hasn't really, only catching three balls against Green Bay and only catching three against the L.A. Rams in a meaningless game at the end of the season as San Francisco locked up the number one seed. He never broke 35 yards in those two games. Down the stretch in games that mattered, Ayuk went over 100 yards three out of four games. These low output games are playing a factor in this number. That's what I think. How bad has the Lions defense been against the wide receiver? Take a look at this. I couldn't believe this. I went back five games. These are the wide receivers and the yardage they put up. Justin Jefferson, 141 yards. C.D. Lamb, 227 yards. Justin Jefferson, 192 yards. Puka Nakua, 181 yards. Mike Evans, 147 yards. In fact, you have to go back seven games when they played Chicago to find a game where they didn't give up 70 yards to at least one 
wide receiver, DJ Moore, who fell just short that day with 68 yards. I love that bet, and I think Ayuk's going to go off in this game. So the second bet I love, and I think me and you might be on opposite sides here, my man, Gibbs under 46 and a half rushing. This is a stout run defense Gibbs will be going against. San Francisco ranked 31st in the league and rushing yards allowed to the running back position, meaning they are giving up the second least. Gibbs also shares carries with David Montgomery. Montgomery is the hammer that runs up the middle. But look at how Detroit has used Gibbs in playoff games compared to the final five games of the regular season. Those final five games, he was averaging 13 yards a carry. In the two playoff games so far, he's averaging eight carries a game. Montgomery is getting those touches in the playoffs, and Gibbs is being used more as the catching back, averaging four catches a game in the playoffs. He only had four catches in one game in the final five regular season games. And then we get to this yardage, the yardage for Gibbs on the ground. Yes, he had 74 against the Bucks, but almost half of that came on one run, a 31 yarder. He's only getting the ball, like I said, an average of eight times, and he's got to make up 46 and a half here. Before that game, his largest rush total was 43 yards in the prior three games. My best bet here, I like San Francisco stopping the huge run of Gibbs keeping him in check, not allowing that 30-yard gainer. Interesting you, you interesting because I do have Gibbs on the over, and I had him on the over on a test oh, as well, oh. but, but, I, but I haven't bet it yet, but I haven't bet yeah. it. But but you make a compelling argument because do you – let me ask you this. Do, do the 49ers – the defense is good. Um, do they need to key on key in on one area to stop? In other words, are they, do they need to dedicate themselves to this run is not going to beat us, and we'll let some you know. Uh, they, the only thing is the Lions don't have. I don't like the I don't like the Forty Niners cornerback situation uh, all up. I think they have a couple good corners and that's it. But the Lions also don't have anyone who can really spread the field like a, a burner. Like Williams, okay, but I've got another bet on him coming up because he hasn't torched anyone lately. So do, do you think they key in on the run? Like these two running backs are not going to beat us. Do you think that's what's going to happen? I, th I think it's uh, Detroit not using Gibbs as a runner. Uh, if they're going to run, they're going to use Montgomery. They're yeah. going to use Gibbs on you. Yeah. You always heard that old adage. Down back. Uh, yeah. If if a team is really good at blitzing the bringing pressure, throw screens, get it out of Goff's hands as fast as possible. That's where they're going to use Gibbs, is what I think. And that's going to be that, and that's going to be fascinating too, because the 49ers don't blitz a ton. Yeah, they they just rush evenly and hope they can get home, and they haven't lately. So yeah. will the screen work? Oh, this is you know I. You and I kept thinking that, like, the, you know, the Ravens-Chiefs game is going to be the game, and it's going to be a fantastic game to watch. But I think as far as, uh, you know, thinking about chess moves versus checkers and uh, predictability, uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what the Lions 49ers come up with, yes. respectively, on their offenses. For sure, for sure. Oh, John, you have me I'm convinced. excited, sir. I'm excited. You, you have just turned me around. I am, oh, I'm literally, go, I'm literally looking at my sheet but, right now. But you got one more bets. best bet to go. You got another one I in do, here. I do. I'm going to cross Gibbs off the list, though. Uh, and this one I like. This one I like because uh, data just backs us up all the way. Chiefs-Ravens, fourth quarter total, under 12 and a half. Or, or take the under second half total. 
Second half total, take the under on either one of those. I think both are winners. The Ravens are decent covering fourth quarter overs, 11 and seven for on the regular season, six and four at home during the regular season. They scored 17 against the Texans in the fourth quarter last week. It was the Texans though. And they've hit over 61% of the, uh, you know, of these totals, uh, you know, so far this year. But let's put that aside. That's not why you're making this bet. This is why you're making this bet. Yes. This bet falls on the Chiefs to continue to be horrible in the fourth quarter like they have all season. They've hit the fourth quarter over in only one game in the regular season and the playoffs. One game, John. They've hit over 12 and a half only one time during the regular season and the playoffs. They do not – they shut down and they do not score – in the fourth quarter. I believe that their statistic for the second half total is is uh hitting the under for the for the total is 17 and 2. Woo. They score an average of 3.8 points in the fourth quarter, folks. They've done that for the entire season. 3.8 points in the fourth quarter. Combined team percentages, I believe the fourth quarter over has about a 33% chance of hitting. The books say this will be a close game with a lower game total. You love the under in this game? Yes. Then that means both teams are going to rely on their defenses through the stretch, and the Chiefs have showed us they just don't score in the fourth quarter. Take the fourth quarter, if you can get it, under 12.5 points. I like that bet. Features. When, future. When you're, when you're talking ahead. about that bet, you know what it takes me back to? What? That – that Germany game against Miami where they, yeah. I think they won like 21, 17 or something like that, but they, they scored all their points in the first half. They didn't score another point in the second half. Right. And then they hold on. They then they hold yeah. on. They yeah. hold on. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And that's why, you know, quite frankly, and this is not a best bet or an official pick or anything. I, 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 under, I understand. I'll say, I don't, I won't say I like, but I understand the scenario that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens come back and, and win it by three in the fourth quarter with, yes. a, with a, with a walk-off field goal. All right. Futures, futures. Let's talk futures a little bit here Yes, uh, because this is the, yes. And this is the week that you need to, if you didn't last week or the week before you need to hit these futures this week, if you haven't already. And if you're into them, here are the lines to win the Super Bowl. That's where we're at right now. That's what you're betting, folks. 49ers are the favorites right now, plus 145. The Ravens, plus 190. Chiefs, plus 360. I think there's an argument to be made there that you should put money on that as well, the 3-1. to one. And the yes. Lions, plus 750. John, Ooh. what do you like here? Uh, we are going to get into this in featured bets, but... Uh, if you look at different metrics and things, Ravens are historically one of the best teams in the NFL since 1981. One of the best teams in the last 50 years. And uh, I love the Ravens plus 190 right now. Uh, look aheads right now had the 49ers as a favorite by one and a half if they played each other. The Ravens and the 49ers. Uh, I, I don't understand why the 49ers are favored, I guess. that's That's what I'm... What do you think on that? I don't I don't understand why they get the one and a half. The Ravens went into their house, beat them badly, <laughs> and then and now they're going to a neutral field and the 49ers are gonna be favored again. It's Crazy. it's it's fascinating to me. I, I and I agree I agree with you. I I I think it's because the 49ers 
have just early on in the season, especially, they looked like they could do anything at any time when they want, how they want, and pick your poison. Who do you, what are you going to lose by, you know, the run, the pass, what do you, you know, defense, yeah. uh, we'll beat you any which way, special teams. Um, you know, the 49ers have not done so well here down the stretch, and we've seen some, you know, weaknesses, some chinks in the armor, if you will. Um, and I think, though, on the other side of that, I hear a lot of pundits this week, especially saying things like they've seen some weaknesses in the Ravens defense. They're not who they say they are. I, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. They're, I think, I think Lamar Jackson and the crew are pretty unpredictable. In other words, uh, the guy seems like he can turn it on when he turns it on. Take, take the yes. Texans. I'm going to wrap this up real quickly, but, but uh, take the Texans second half. Uh, and, and I heard something uh, this week that, you know, when when John Harbaugh was was interviewed at halftime and what kind of adjustments are you going to make at halftime, coach? It's almost like he was winking at the camera, like they, yeah. they understood uh, what the Texans were doing and they were kind of one dimensional. They, they blitzed 70 percent of the time. And they said, yeah, we've got a fix for that. And it was Lamar Jackson. Lamar was given the, the go ahead, the green light to do what he does and improvise. And I think the Harbaugh and everyone else, it sounds scary. But that guy is just like Mahomes. He's so freaking good. Yes. Uh, that it, and it doesn't. All it takes is one out of five plays. He can get sacked four times with that one play. It could be a seventy-yard run, or it could yes. be a game. Different. Uh, so I think that's what we're talking about, John. I think there's shade in both different areas of both teams. But I think the darlings, the 49ers, I think I think people just love that team. They love the brand. They 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 harken back to. Uh, you know, the Joe glory Montana. days of Joe Montana and Steve Young, right? Yes. 55 to 10. That's what we hear in, in Denver a lot. 55 to 10. 55 to 10. <laughs> <laughs> we got ours. <laughs> so you're on the Ravens. You think the best, I, I agree with you. I think the best bet right here for your money and value is the Ravens plus 90. I do think there is value on the Chiefs. Yes, definitely Dis value on the Chiefs. Uh, at this at this line right now, plus one forty five, I don't think there's value on the 49ers. They still got to win two games. You're basically betting a two game parlay, and on the money line, from what I saw in the look aheads, they're minus one fifteen. So you're not unless you're betting a large amount, you're not getting that much of a return for what you're risking. It's two. They got to win two games. Yeah, and, and and the Ravens and the Chiefs, one of them is going to the Super Bowl, and you know I think either one you're going to be happy. Yeah, like I I, I think I, I told my wife the other day, um, uh, you know because they're all talking about who's going to win the Super Bowl because we're going to go to a Super Bowl party and then who's going to win who's who's going to be in there who's going to win and I just wanted I told her I'm going to be in a position where I'm walking in that house uh, and they're going to be looking at me <laughs> saying who the who the Daddy Sharps like and I say you know what I don't care because I'm hedging. Because I've got a winner no matter what. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Kind of, kind of like what I did this week. So I've got the, I've got the Ravens. I bet the last week of the season, I bet the Ravens to win the AFC at plus one sixty. Nice. And then the line came out, uh, Chiefs plus three and a half. So I bet them both, and I'm hoping Baltimore wins by a field goal. I played the middle. Yeah, and I and I think there's a good possibility, and so do the bookmakers, that that will happen. All right. Yes. Hey, yes. Uh, quick reminder: uh, we have a ton more bets on on uh, the NFL coming up here uh, that we like to call our Daddy Sharp's featured bets. 
And we yes. share all of them exclusively on our website, daddysharps.com. So you're going to want to check those out. But first, we're going to recap these NFL best bets for the divisional playoff round, my man. Luke, who do you like here, sir? Who do I like? I'll tell you yes. who I like. You gather your thoughts and your information, yes. and I will bestow upon you the winners, John. Yes. This weekend, I like Jared Goff to throw over 0.5 interceptions on the game. I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm banking on them getting home here, pressuring him a little bit. He's uncomfortable in the pocket when he's got four rushers against him. Uh, the San Francisco defense got Chase Young, who is going to be oh, Chase Young came from the commanders, to the 49ers, a gift. Here he is in a championship game. He is going to be stoked to get Jared Goff in a either sack or a sack fumble. I love that Jared might get that ball out to a team that is tied for most interceptions in the regular season. I love Jared Goff on the over to throw interceptions. I also like Goff rushing over one and a half yards. That's all he needs is one and a half yards. Yes. He's going to be running for his life. And I don't care if he slides. Well, slide. Slide as long as you're one and a half yards behind, uh, beyond that, that uh, first down marker. And then I also love, as a best bet, Chiefs-Ravens under – 12 and a half is a total in the fourth quarter, but I also love take, take the under for the second half total as well, because why the chiefs don't score in the second half, especially the fourth quarter where they averaged 3.8 yards or points, I should say per fourth quarter for the entire regular season, John. All right. What do you like? Recap of course, baby. As a surprise to nobody, our data lines up. We just bet it in different ways. And I like the Baltimore-Kansas City under 44.5. I like the under for the entire game. So you like the fourth quarter and the second half. I like the entire game to be under 44.5. 44 is that key number. Don't go any lower than 44.5. And, and then I like Gus Edwards over 10.5 carries. He's a monster when it's close one-score games. Gibbs in the other game for the Detroit Lions. Uh, I like Gibbs under 46 and a half rushing yards, a little risky there, but I, I believe in that one. And I think that number's inflated because of how popular he is. And then Ayuk over 79 and a half receiving yards. Listen, these guys have been giving up 140 receiving yards every game. The last five, they're going to do it again with Ayuk. I agree with you, John. That's though going to do it for the Denny Sharps podcast this week. But remember, Always gather responsibly and within your means, and the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. Be sure to check us out on social media. Look for the Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be back next week with all our best bets and much more. But, John, first, who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everybody. Stay sharp, everybody.